Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. I would like for us to turn first to Acts chapter 4. And I'm only going to speak about this briefly. Uh, What we're facing right now in this time And some things that God brought to my attention in the scripture. And I shared with our staff today uh, and some things that we've prayed out. I believe that this time what's been coming out of my spirit, and and we had this in the time of prayer, um, and I I shared it with you as well in the video that we released today, uh, that this is a time of acceleration for the church. And uh, we see here in Acts chapter 4, Peter and John uh, were being persecuted. And we know this, uh, that sicknesses and disease is a direct violation of God's blessing, uh, of who we are in Christ, of what God has provided through the cross, the shed blood of Jesus, the stripes he bore on his back. As my husband said this weekend, when we were ministering, he was out ministering uh, there in Chicago, he said that sicknesses and disease is a thief. It's a thief. It robs every arena of your life. It robs your time. It robs your finances. But we know this, that it has tried to rob from this nation. And uh, what the devil has meant for harm We know this, God is going to turn this around. He is turning it around right now. Uh, We can't see into the spirit realm. That's what faith is for. And so I believe this, that when Peter and John, as they were being persecuted, there's one thing the church did, they came together. And it says here in Acts chapter four, verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Well, we know this, we can't gather together right now, but it's important that we stay in unity that we stay in one accord. Thank God for technology. I am so grateful for technology. I am so grateful that right now you and I can be together in the spirit that the, I believe this, the anointing, and we prayed out today, the anointing of God is manifesting in your home. There's going to be visitations for your families. Uh, There's going to be transformations. We believe that the outpouring of the spirit is coming to your household as you uh, pray in and press forward with your faith is coming to your children. Your children are are going to see uh, things that they've never seen in the word of God. I believe that uh, in this season, as we obey God's word, as we obey those over us, God is going to pour his spirit out. And so we see as they came together, they brought their faith. That's what's important. They brought their faith Uh, and lifted up their voice in one accord. One accord means we are saying the same thing. We remember doctor used to talk about, we are saying the same thing. When we come in agreement, you say the same thing as I say. One's not saying yakety yak and the other's saying hum. We are saying the same thing together. How many of you remember that story? And uh, it says they lifted up their voice to God. It's important what you're lifting your voice to. 
It's important what you're talking about in your home right now. It's important what you say when you go out and leave your house and go to work and go to the grocery store. It's important what you're lifting your voice to in this hour. And they lifted up their voice in one accord into the Lord and said, You are God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Don't forget that God who created the heavens and the earth, he lives in you. He's the God, should be the God of your home, the God of your business, the God of your life. And when you make him the Lord of your life, he comes in and he blesses you. He provides for you. Amen. Verse 25, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against this Christ, his Christ. For of a truth against the, thy, thy holy child, Jesus, whom thou, thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. They're rehearsing. They're rehearsing their salvation. That's what they're doing. Right here, they're going back and they're saying, wait a second, here's this persecution, but we don't have to lay down to it because Jesus laid down his life so that we don't have to lay down to persecution. We don't have to lay down to the devil's plan. We don't have to lay down to what others, other people say. We don't have to lay down to the atmosphere, the temperature, what, what's trying to come on this nation, on this city, on this state. We don't have to lay down to that. They said Jesus laid his life down to these men and we can stand up in the face of opposition. Jesus laid down his life so that you can stand up in boldness. Amen. And this is what they did. And this is what they prayed for. And for, it says, verse 28, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. After this, the church began to grow, began to increase, acceleration came. So we see at the time of pressure, acceleration came to the church, but it mattered how they prayed. It mattered what they said. And so right now it matters what we're saying. It matters. So right now, while you're in your home, those that are gathered here, Father, we pray that your servants everywhere, with all boldness, they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, that signs and wonders shall be done in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. We thank you for an outpouring of your spirit. We are in one accord. Father, we're grateful to be joined together by technology that man has come up with. It shall be used for your glory. It shall be used for your good. These platforms that man has used for the devil's purpose, that man has used for natural things, they shall be used for the glory of God, for the manifestation of the power of God. 
We believe in your power. We believe that your out, the outpouring of your spirit is upon America. We believe, Father, that the prophets have spoken about this hour and about this day. And we thank you, Father, that it shall come to pass. The visions, the plans, uh, uh, those that have pressed in and not compromised, Father, that they, they have decided we shall see America for God. America shall be saved. America shall turn and be given glory to God. Be filled with your spirit. Signs, wonders, and miracles shall be done. Father, we will not compromise. And we thank you for churches everywhere that have not compromised. Father, they're still holding church for the saints. They're still pressing in uh, for their local bodies. I thank you, Father, for the grace upon every pastor who has said, we will not quit. We are pressing forward. We are not laying down to the, uh, the news media. We're not laying down to any sickness, any disease. We're not laying down to any threats but we are standing firm. We're standing tall according to the word. Jesus laid down his life so that we could stand up to every, sick, every symptom and every circumstance. Amen. And so I believe, uh, and I told our staff this, I believe that ministers and pastors all over America, all over this world are rising up. The people are rising up and we're realizing we shall not lay down to any opposition. And we are going forward. This nation, as Brother Copeland said, is going over on the glory side. And uh, if you'll remember, if you were here a couple Tuesday nights ago, I expressed to our congregation and church family, you'll remember this, that the Spirit of God had been putting in my heart for the last, oh, I'd say month and a half to two months, he reminded me and kept drawing out the prophecy that Brother Copeland gave about uh, when he, if you remember, when he was here a few years ago and he began to rejoice and he began to pray in the spirit and began to dance across the platform. And he said, this is how you get the outpouring of the spirit in your home. It's no wonder that God reminded me of that a month and a half to two months ago. Because now, as you meet in your home, we see he gave us our answer before we ever faced the circumstance. The outpouring of the Spirit in your home. Now we know what that was intended for. The outpouring of the Spirit is coming into your home. You don't have to be here. But we know this, it's us coming together in our homes. Amen. It's the body of, uh, of believers is made up of families, made up of individuals who see themselves as part of the family of God. And so we know this. We have a right to claim the outpouring of the spirit in our home. But it, this happens because of what Brother Copeland said. We won't quit rejoicing. We won't quit praising. We won't qu quit praying in the spirit. We're going to do these things together. Amen. But tonight, I want us to see something. I want us to talk about, real quick, the God who doesn't change. He's the God who doesn't change. And we see all throughout the scripture, man changed and their circumstance changed. But God doesn't change. 
And I want us to look at, and we'll talk about real briefly, I want us to talk about those who changed and those who didn't. Adam and Eve, they changed their agreement with God. God gave them instruction. His presence was on them. His provision was all around them. His goodness was manifest to them. But they changed what they believe. They changed when, when God said, don't touch that tree. For a season, they believed him. But there came a day when because of the deception, because of listening to the wrong thing, giving attention to the wrong voice, that's what happened. They changed. God didn't change. That instruction was given from the beginning. And they changed whether or not they were going to believe God's instruction. And what happened? Their life changed because they changed. Their life changed because of where they were giving heed, where they were giving their attention, and how they didn't answer and put down and say to what the, uh, the opposition was saying, what the lies of the enemy was bringing. They didn't answer that with what God said. What are you listening to? What are you giving heed to? It's important that you don't change what God said about you. Lot, he changed his divine connection. He changed so much his divine connection, he changed the direction of his tent. And if we look here in Genesis, if you'll turn with me to Genesis chapter 13, because that's so significant. In Genesis chapter 13, it says in verse 11, then Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley and he traveled east. Notice he chose for himself. God didn't choose for him. God was leading and guiding Abraham and through Abraham being led and guided through the wilderness, Abraham didn't go where God didn't say go. Abraham only went when God say, go here, move here, pack up and go here. And Lot was a part of that. And because Lot went with the man of God, he increased. He was blessed. But the day that Lot chose for himself, what happened? He changed. He left where he had been and been blessed. Don't leave where you're being blessed. Don't uproot. Don't change your thoughts uh, because the word of God is going to give you the proper thoughts. These are, words in here are unchanging. You've got to make them your unchanging thoughts. The devil will bring thoughts that will cause you to want to move to what seems more satisfying, to what move uh, to move to seems what's uh, seem uh, what is going to be safer. What's going to be a better alternative? What's going to bring more increase? The devil will always offer what looks like increase. But in the long run, it will only steal, kill, and destroy. He cannot bring increase. He's not the God of increase. He's not the God of abundance. So if it looks like it's in contrary uh, and it's in opposition to what God's word says in his plan and what you know in your heart, know this. No matter uh, if it looks like in the beginning, there seems to be a blessing. The devil cannot bless. And uh, we see here, it looks like he was being blessed. It looks like that the Jordan Valley was going to be a place of increase. But not only did he change his association, 
but he changed the direction that his household was facing. What is direction is your household facing? What direction are you looking tonight? It's so important that you keep you, your eyes, your children's eyes, your family's eyes in the direction of God, in the direction of the man or woman of God God has put in your life. It is so pivotal and so vital in this day and age. We see how quickly circumstances change, how quickly uh, uh, the tone and the atmosphere can change in this uh, community, in this state. But I tell you what, if you keep your household set firmly in the direction that God has pointed you, in the vision of your local, with the vision of your local church to be unmoved, you'll stay in God's blessing. You won't end up like Lot. You won't end up, your family won't end up like his. The children of Israel, they changed from following God to faithlessness. Don't change what you believe in what looks like a wall, in what looks like a river that's unable to cross, in what looks like giants in the land. Don't change from being in faith and following God to faithlessness. King Asa, he changed. He relied on God. He trusted God. He saw God as his source of victory. And then he decided to rely on man. Second Corinthians chapter 16. We don't change to relying on man. You don't rely on man as your source. God provided him victory. God restored to the people when Asa kept his eyes on God. Malachi, the children of Israel, they had changed. They had stopped giving to God. It's so pivotal in this time, so critical that you do not change in your giving. In fact, we can see in the scripture that in times of what looks like famine, and I'm telling you folks, this isn't a famine. We are coming through. Now we understand uh, what it is that the enemy is after. He is after the increase to come to the church for the sake of the gospel, but he won't have it. Amen. And so Malachi, they had stopped giving. Now is not the time to stop giving. Now is the time to sow when it looks like there won't be. There is something about to sow, uh, sowing in the time of uncertainty. Can you sow in the time of uncertainty? When God sees that he is your source in the time of uncertainty, you will never face times of uncertainty again. You will pass the test. We must pass the test. Amen. And uh, go with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 2. Because this is how we got changed. There was a day that you changed from having a master, someone that was controlling you, you were controlled by your emotions, your feelings, by circumstances around you, but there came a day when you said yes to God and you got changed from the darkness to the light, from the power of Satan under the power of God. And look here in Ephesians chapter two, verse nine, the Amplified says, not because of works, 
not the fulfillment of law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what any one can possibly do, so no one can pride himself in or take glory from him, for himself. Listen, you didn't get saved by you, and this situation you can't bring you out of. But we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated. What does that mean? We were changed in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. The prearranged plan hasn't changed. He has not changed his plan. He has not changed his mind. He has not changed your destiny. Therefore, remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh. But now we are in the spirit. It's that spirit that has raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It's alive and it's bringing you into the fulfillment of this prearranged plan. You want an outpouring of the spirit in your home? Tap into that spirit that's on the inside. That, that spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that brought you out of darkness and into light. It continues to bring us into light. Folks, we are coming into greater light than the body of Christ has ever seen. When you come into the family of God, don't change back to the old worries. Don't change back to the old thoughts. You are a changed man. You are a changed woman. Remind your kids they're changed. They're made in the image of God and the likeness of God. Now we can look at Abraham. He never changed. He sacrificed, went to sacrifice his son. Why? Because his covenant with God never changed. His fellowship with God didn't change. He was willing to sacrifice what looked like his very promise, the very uh, heartbeat of his life was that gift, his son Isaac, born to him at an old age. But because Abraham didn't change, he was willing to sacrifice. And because he obeyed God, God said, now you won't have one son. You'll have generations. Abraham received his promise because he didn't change. Amen. Joshua and Caleb didn't change. They received their promise after 45 years of not changing. And here we are, just a few weeks in. We can't let just a few weeks, a few months, however long, change us. If these two men who were not recreated, these were not changed men, these were not made, men were not made in the image of God, they simply held to a promise they saw with their natural eyes and they trusted that after 45 years, it wasn't changing. The plan and the promise had not changed for them. And you know what? They received their promise. They received their mountain. Caleb received his mountain. I tell you what, if you will not be moved and you decide not to be changed by what you see, hear, or feel, I will promise you this. You shall receive your mountain. Because God manifests for those who rest on his unchanging word. I rest on his unchanging word. 
Caleb and Joshua rested for 45 years on God's unchanging word, that that was their promised land. The Shunammite woman, she didn't change. She didn't question the prophet. She, first of all, she didn't change. Year after year as the prophet came and rested in her home, she still took care of him. She still used her finances to provide and to bless him and to care for him. And when she received her promise, her heart's desire, which was her child, and her child fell ill, she didn't change and doubt the prophet at that moment. She still believed that the prophet was a man of God and he was still the voice into her life. So don't change the voice that you're listening to. Don't turn aside. Don't turn and go another direction. Know the voices that God has put in your life. That's where your miracle, uh, the, the answer and the direction for your miracle is going to come from. Amen. That's right. Three Hebrew boys didn't change. Actually, right now, the Spirit of God told me this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He reminded me that uh, tonight somebody's back. He wants to heal. You don't have to be here. Right now, someone's back in your home. You've had back issues. It seems like in the middle of your back. If you'll just stand up right now, lift your hands to heaven. There's the anointing going in right now into your body. And I command that back to be straight, aligned, healed, and whole. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. We thank you for your healing power flowing. Somebody right now, your throat is, has been causing you problems. You've had difficulties. It seems like even difficulty swelling. Right now, the power of God is going into that throat. It's ministering, uh, that healing power is ministering, making corrections, making that throat whole again, no longer having problems. You will find when you wake up tomorrow, every symptom gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Right now, somebody's right knee, your right knee has have di had difficulties. And it seems like to me, as you stand up and sit down, you're having problems with your right knee. Right now, if that's you, stand up, sit down, yield to the power that's going to begin to flow in your knee. If you'll yield to it and begin to praise, the power of God is going to instantly cause a manifestation in that knee. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you that we've been changed from the power of sickness into uh, the kingdom and the dominion of healing, Father. We're ruled and reigned by your healing power. We rule and reign, Father, by your provision, not by our bodies, not by symptoms, not by sickness. But Father, we thank you that healing is the power that uh, we have called upon tonight. It's the children's bread in Jesus' name. Now, let us continue. Three Hebrew boys received deliverance. And you know what? Because they didn't change, they saw Jesus. They saw the Savior in the flesh, in that fiery furnace. So no matter how hot it gets, you keep your eyes on Jesus because we don't have to see him. He lives in us now. He came to reside and dwell on the inside of us. Kids, no matter what, you, what, no matter what th thoughts come to you at night, no matter what you're facing uh, uh, in the, the, the school, no matter what you're facing in your world, it's not too big or too little for God. 
It's not too insignificant. Jesus is alive on the inside of you. And just like those three young Hebrew boys, if you won't quit, if you'll press into the word of God, if you'll see the word of God as your answer and you won't compromise, Jesus will show himself strong for you. Daniel didn't change. Daniel wasn't moved. And because Daniel wasn't moved and didn't change, he saw deliverance and God was able to promote him and bring him in front of an entire nation as a honorable man, as a man of God. So we don't change because we want people to see God on us, God through us. Amen. Paul, whether shipwrecked, whether there was a serpent or there was prison, he didn't change. And you know what Paul received? He received revelation. It matters what you say and what you do. With the measure that you've been given, you've got to do something with the revelation that you have. You've got to take the word that you know. Don't say, I don't know enough. Don't say, I haven't, my faith isn't there. Yes, it is. You take the measure of faith you have, you apply it to your situation right now, and with that faith that you apply, no matter what it is you're facing, God will begin to increase the revelation. If you don't do anything with the revelation you have, he cannot trust you with more. He's expecting us in this hour and in this day to walk in the revelation that we've been given, to walk in what we know right now. And I believe as we do that boldly, church, he's going to increase the revelation. That's what happened with Paul. Everywhere he went, miracles and greater revelation began to come to the new church. Greater revelation flowed through his teachings and his writings because he was the same no matter what he was facing. No matter what circumstance, test or trial, he saw his way out as casting your cares, praise and rejoicing and perseverance in the call of God. God on his life. There is one change you experience in your life. And that means with that change, you can be the same. Don't you understand that when you change from the old to the new, from the dark to the light, that means from now on, you can be the same man, just like God is the same. Turn with me if you would, because I want us to see what Malachi chapter three says about our God. Malachi chapter three in verse six, for I am the Lord. If, if he's your Lord, this applies to you. I do not change. He has not changed. He's not planning to change. He doesn't need to adjust. You know, we've had to make some adjustments in these last couple weeks. Did you know that? I'm sure you do. Your household, my household, we've had to make some changes. But I rest on this. He is the Lord, my God, and he does not change. I can make changes in accordance with this natural world and be obedient to those above me. But I tell you what. When I submit my thoughts, when I submit my actions to the word, then the God who changes not comes on the scene. He shows up for me. We change to be more like the one who is unchangeable. We change to be more like the one who's unchangeable. You can be more like God in the midst of every test and every trial. The word is my source of success. God doesn't change what it, he says about you, 
but sometimes you need to change what you say about yourself. When we see that God has never changed what he said about you. His word is the same. It's not about these pages. It's about the words on the page. And these words don't change. The power that flows out of them doesn't change. And when you realize that God is never going to change, according to Ephesians, his plan and his purpose for you doesn't change. You are his craftsmanship. You are his workmanship. And when you don't change, and decide to rest on his word, the God who's unchanging, he begins to come on the scene and work and make things come to pass in your life. You don't have to labor. You don't have to toil. You don't have to work. He does the work. Amen. Just like when I go and I take my lunch or my dinner and I decide I'm going to warm it up in the microwave. You know, no matter, what, no matter what you put in that microwave, it still warms everything up the same way. No matter what I put in my oven, it still bakes everything the same way. It bakes it, the gas comes in, heats up the unit, and still warms up, cooks, bakes, and does everything it needs to do with what I put in it. When you take your need and you put it into the Word of God, then the power that you need, the measure of the power that you need, it shows up. It's the same for every need. Faith is the same for every need. You just need to put it in the word of God. Take what you have, take what you need and put it in and let the power work on it. Let the power cook it up to bring a victory in your life. Amen. God doesn't see your need and wonder, how am I going to take care of this? Any need that comes, any need that shows up, put it in the unchanging word of God and leave it. Let it take care of, let the word take care of your need. God changes not. I decide, say this with me, I decide, I change not. My God changes not. His word changes not. And I'm a child of the word of God. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you were able to join us. Remember this, we love you. You can call the office, we're here. You can bring your tithes and offerings. Uh, let us contact us via social media. Let us know that your family joined us and that you were able to uh, be a part of this service. We look forward to being with you on Sunday. Again, we love you. My family loves you. Uh, you're our family. Those of you that are part of this congregation, a church family, and those of you who are partners, our friends and our family all over the world, we love you. This word is for you in this season and this hour. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost for giving us exactly what we need in this hour. So we thank him. Let's just thank him. Father, we thank you for the answers. We thank you for the outpouring of your spirit in every home. We thank you for your word that doesn't change. We say it's ours and we believe that we receive all that's in it. And Father, as we press in with the revelation that we have, as we answer our day-to-day -day situations, we won't be like those who changed. We're gonna be like those who don't change so that we can receive the promise, that we can receive the fullness of your plan. And I thank you, Father, if there's anybody watching this and you don't know Jesus, tonight you can make him the Lord of your life. You can come into the family 
that's the same. That we're full of joy. We know the victory is ours. Victory can be yours tonight. Assurance can be yours. The scripture says we have confidence that God hears us when we pray according to his word. You can have confidence tonight. If you've wondered, has God heard me? Has God heard my cry? Has God heard uh, the desires of my heart? Does God even know I exist? Yes, he does. When you call on his name, he always answers. So tonight, if you'll just reach out and say, Jesus, I believe that you died for me. Jesus, I believe that you were, uh, that you died on the cross and became the Lord of my life, that you went to hell and paid the price so that I could be saved, so that I could be delivered from the power of darkness. I believe that and I receive that. I receive God as my father. You will be saved. It's that simple. Jesus is the gift to this whole world. You just receive him as the gift that he is. And when you receive Jesus as the gift, you receive him in all the healing that he provided, all the provision that he provided. And he sent the Holy Ghost. God sent the Holy Ghost as the gift to the church so you can receive the Holy Ghost. If you're interested in any of these things, if you say tonight, I prayed that prayer, I called on Jesus, I called on the name of the Lord to be saved, then contact us, let us know. We've got things that we wanna send to you. We wanna mail to you. We wanna get in your hands. If you receive healing tonight, if you sense the power of God flowing and you know that your body was changed, let us know so that we can rejoice with you. And so uh, we praise God for these times. We rejoice, we don't, we don't tuck our heads, we don't scratch uh, and wonder what's gonna happen and wring our hands. We know that God is taking care of us, amen. We love you and we'll see you on Sunday. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.